0: Welcome to the podcast, which is entitled "What?" Uh, Entitled—that's the wrong word. Titled.
1: We are entitled, two white men.
0: Yeah, that's true. We're, the white privilege podcast is <laughs> underway. Uh, I believe it's titled "Talking Paragraph," oh, although—and uh-huh. although it may sound like it—I am not drunk. I am your host, Daniel Finney. And alongside me, virtually, as always, is the uh, regretfully employed sultan of spreadsheets, Memphis Paul. Memphis Paul, I believe, I've just received a text message from our producer that wow. you you have in your hot little hands a note of breaking news from the world-famous right-wing conspiracy theorist website, Zero Hedge.
1: Uh, th- yeah, there was no... A skywriting penis story. Yeah, there was not that, but you know they do—they do love a you know.
0: This is already a letdown.
1: They like a a, a potty story. Yeah, much like the pilot of uh, South Park. Is this because?
0: Is this all because they're closeted gays?
1: Could be. Could be. Yeah. I wouldn't say that to their face because they're Russian extremists who aren't fond of, uh, yeah. To- tolerance. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's a story about a, we smartphones with smartphones out there. There's the Apple watch. There's a the smart watch. Mm-hmm. This is a smart toilet.
0: The a Fitbit. Oh, a, a smart toilet.
1: <laughs> it monitors for bowel issues for gastronomic, uh, Concerns. So I don't know if you have that issue, you would get the toilet, or maybe just the gastro wing of the hospital. If you're Jeff Bezos and you've bought everything else the world has to offer, yeah, let buy me. It.
0: I want to. Uh, this is actually more interesting than I thought it would be.
1: The smart toilet. Uh,
0: well, okay. sometimes a person has diarrhea. Whatever do. you know, you ate something wrong. You get upset. No. Anxiety, whatever your your get your system. Maybe, maybe you ate it too well. <laughs> that can happen. Uh-huh. Uh, lactose intolerance, whatever. Yeah. This what do I get a printout uh, with this?
1: I would, you know, I said Jeff Bezos. I I feel like you just install or email. Just, you just install it in, in every single Long John Silver's. <laughs> the data, the data on that would destroy
0: Long John Silvers. Like if it ever got out. You, yeah, know? you just buy it covered up like big tobacco. <laughs> <did>. <laughs> I was well, I was wondering if we get a printout, at least I would
1: have to buy toilet paper.
0: But then I was hoping that it came as a bidet.
1: Yeah. Um, the like but... great Diego Miradana loved a bidet. <laughs> just random random soccer fact.
0: Yeah, that's the, of the 16 people who listened to this podcast last week, mm-hmm. at least two of them will get that reference.
1: Diego Maradona, he's a, he was a yeah. soccer player. He uh, scored the hand of God goal, uh, played for Napoli for a short time. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I don't
0: know what the hand of God goal is,
1: but I think you're really talking about Gigi Rodriguez.
0: Did he do something
1: uh, mischievous?
0: The only thing I know about Chi-Chi Rodriguez is he is, one, a golfer, uh, and two, uh, there was a hilarious bit on WKRP, oh. the TV show in which yes. Les Nesman pronounced his name as Chai-Chai Road <laughs> so, All right. yeah. uh, my, uh The Invisible Woman, who is taking some time off from the Fantastic Four to be yeah. our copy boy. Brought me a piece of breaking news, Paul. Yeah. And so I will share that with you now. Uh, this is out of Palm Springs, California. One of uh, the great resort cities in America. Right, yeah. behind, right behind Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. Um, the city of Palm Springs has purchased uh, Forever Maryland. Which is a 30-foot statue of Marilyn Monroe in her famous pose above a subway great station where uh, her dress is blown up by the passing subways. Um, It it is uh, what I would call a lovely piece of Americana uh, but what some of the Wokers in uh, Palm Springs would call a uh, sexist trash oh. that promotes the unrealistic standard of beauty on women and when you think about it you have to agree because what woman can be thirty foot tall I mean that's just too much to ask of women uh, I mean, uh. who who can afford who can afford sixty gallons of paint f- for their lips no one no one it's not fair it's Totally unfair. Uh, con- context means nothing. By the way,
1: can, can I can I respond to this like in in a way that might lose us all our female viewers? You know, we down to four. We're we're very popular with the ladies, but this may uh, endanger yeah. that. This this Here, comment I'm going to make.
0: Let Let me assure you that if I had to guess, most uh-huh. of the people most of the people who listen to this podcast are old women who were friends of my mom.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Well, at the risk of offending any of the the lady listeners. Yeah. I I don't understand. I either don't understand the past or the present. In the past, you had Marilyn Monroe. You had Jane Mansfield. Jane Russell. Jane, sure. All all the Janes. There was a. Charlie's Angels, they were good-looking ladies. Yeah. And it seems like we've...
0: They they were wrong.
1: Well, we've entered a new era Mm. uh, of, like, there's women, but maybe they're not quite as intimidating to other women in terms of their their looks. They're they're certainly kind of downbeat on... uh, gender culture like oh i don't want to be naked and this whatever sure i I just don't get it it's like um it seems like people used to watch and it's like oh i wish i was that pretty you know Mm. maybe that was the attitude or maybe they were just simmering with anger while watching Marilyn monroe in the apartment uh, or whatever whatever, uh well it was one of the things that I, i will i I will say. I mean, attitudes can change. I just, I guess, I just don't get it. I don't get the offense, but it's well, fine. Well,
0: I, I, I will say, and I feel mm-hmm. like this is a misconception yeah. that women have, and or maybe it's. Uh, let me state it this way. I feel like in my lifetime, I have met women who have said to me, like, "Oh, you like this Dita Von Teese, or you like." you know, Linda Carter or Sarah Michelle Gellar, you like these women and uh, I'll never look like that. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, I understand the fantasy part of that's how women I like. I know you don't look like Paulina Poroskova. Like I'm not likely to meet women like that. And I'm not in their league either in terms of looks. You know, I know what I am like. I, I feel like there's this, I feel like from what I understand from women who have been able to talk to about this rationally, mm-hmm. uh, which is a limited number because people just start getting mad at me. Uh, what they're saying is they believe that they have to look that way to succeed in society. Yeah. And my response to that is I worked in newspapers for 23 years
1: And I had
0: all, I had all female bosses that in terms of my direct reports, except for two. So, and we're talking, uh, over a dozen, dozen and a half women in that period of time. And, and so in my mind, uh, of course there are barriers in gender and there are all kinds of problems with salary and none of us want to get into that on a nice Sunday afternoon, but I'm just saying I don't ever expect the person that I'm dating, which in reality is no one, but in the past, to look like Marilyn Monroe or Farrah Fawcett or Michelle Pfeiffer or, you know, Viola Davis. I don't expect people to look like that. Uh, And I'm not even looking for that. It's a fantasy. It's a fantasy the way romance novels used to be fantasies and the way you know, I I would thought like you know Errol Flynn or Clark Gable or Humphrey Bogart or all yeah. these other guys would also be a fantasy. You know, there are no hard boiled men who smoke ten packs of cigarettes and get into fifty fist fights and yeah. you know that uh, that stuff doesn't happen anymore. And you know, I don't know. Well, I I am I, I am I'm empathetic if you are a person who has body dysmorphia. Uh or what, if you're a, What is that? You don't
1: like how you look? Is that what that is?
0: No, it's way beyond that. It's oh, it's that man. you can't that you you're you're mentally uh, blocked from being able to see that you're actually dangerously skinny or oh, soup. Yes. You see it uh, uh, there are celebrities that have it where they just keep having plastic surgery because they feel ugly. Oh, yeah. Uh You know, that kind of stuff. I do feel for those people, Uh, but I don't know. I mean, here's what I think about this, the Forever Maryland statue. I think it's a thing you can go and see, and it's a thing you cannot go and see. And so, therefore, it's not anything other than that. It's not a direction for how you should live your life. Uh, like. You know, it's, yeah. it's not an instruction manual. It's it's just like you live in Memphis. How many times do you swing over by Graceland, which is in a crap neighborhood? So probably none. But uh, it's, it's think, one of those things. Yeah. Well, we went, we went there back in 98. But what I'm getting at is like the New Yorkers always say, oh, I lived here all my life, but I've never been to the Statue of Liberty. Why don't you be one of those Palm Springers? Who's lived there your whole life and never went to Absolute Maryland. You yeah. can start that club. I thought it was Forever Maryland. Or, yeah, Forever Maryland. I apologize. Get Ab- getting Ab- getting Absolute, Mar- Ab- Ab- Absolute Maryland is the
1: robot doll that you can buy. Okay. Absolute Vodka. That's what That's what I'm going to mix with my uh, liquor of the drink thing that we'll tease now, but not necessarily get into.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's, in, that's in the C block. Keep listening. Later, later in the podcast we will we'll, have we'll booze uh, talk. Later in the podcast we're going to have the, the betrayal of ESPN, uh, comics of the weeks, drinks of the weeks, movies that we liked, uh, and uh, maybe a little bit of uh, Paul's mom's chili. Um, we move to the world of sports because mm-hmm. uh, why not? Uh, so. I don't know the year. Was it 2007? Uh, There was a bowl game. I don't remember what bowl it was.
1: Are we talking Uh, about Oklahoma?
0: Yeah. Okay. And uh, the Sooners uh, were out of it. They had nothing to play for. They were just kind of – Adrian Peterson had been injured, and they were trying to get him some reps for the pros. Yeah, for his pro day or whatever. Yeah. Um, Scouts watching and they were playing,
1: uh, plucky, uh,
0: yeah. Every well, they were playing ESPN's favorite underdog, uh, the Boise blue, State, the Blue of Wonders. Wonders. Yeah, uh, I, I'm I, even by 2007, I was tired of Boise State because it was clear that the only reason that they cared about them was that they had a contract to run that conference's. Uh, football games in the middle of the week. Oh. It's Like oh, it's yeah. it's Wednesday, It's Tuesday night. Let's have, or it's Thursday night. The degenerate gamblers don't have anything to do. Let's throw on this whatever conference that was. I that you know
1: I, I I was not aware of that fact, but I should yeah. have as much as they.
0: Um, we should. you remember uh, the Texas debacle?
1: Well, they love Texas because there's this Texas, the Longhorn Network, right? Uh, and they they love this uh, greatest upset. Of all time uh, contest.
0: Uh, well, just to close that up, uh, the Boise State beat Oklahoma State on a trick. Oklahoma trick. trick I apologize. <laughs> Boise State beat Oklahoma on a trick Liberty Bell, Liberty Statue of Liberty play, yes. and the uh, the the sports world went a little crazy for a minute. Because they had beaten uh, a medium Oklahoma team. Now, a medium Oklahoma team is still like a top 10 team yeah. in the country. But it, it, wasn't yeah. a, it wasn't a contender for the national championship team. It, but it was, nonetheless. Yeah.
1: It, was nonetheless an ups, it was an upset. Agreed. Nonetheless. But, and, uh, and,
0: it, and it was a great game and fun to watch sure. if you're a casual fan. Sure, sure. But what happened there was they set the bar and they said, beating Oklahoma – is the most important thing you can do in all of sports, and that continues. Now that was 13, 14 years ago. Now here in twenty twenty one, is it James Madison
1: yeah.
0: University? They they had that long Final Four run a few years back. Uh, James Madison upset
1: the Oklahoma mm-hmm. softball team. I don't know. It could have been George Mason. There's a lot of there's a lot of East Coast. Colleges that are named after people.
0: This is all very confusing now. I feel like now you're exposing our one weakness, facts. Facts, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Uh, all, all I know is that a small school who wasn't yes. ranked uh, yeah. beat uh, Oklahoma, who was seeded number one.
1: And, then, uh, and ESPN once again made a big to-do. Yeah. That uh, this was a shocking upset.
0: Right. And, uh, and I don't, I guess I don't, uh-huh. I don't get the big one. Well, I've got, is,
1: I've got a lot to say about it. So, uh,
0: all right. So well, I'm just going to say, I just want, here's the two things I want to say. One, and this is no respect to women's college softball. It's a great game. It's it's actually, it actually has soccer like aspects into it. It plays faster. Uh, the, uh, the athletes are really good. It's just people look at it and say, Oh, it's not baseball. Yeah. And I would say, and I would say, thank God for that. Cause baseball is uh, very flawed and continues to build flaws into its game. I think yeah. softball is fun to watch. Yeah. And I think the athletes are very good and I've covered some great athletes, but I will admit to you right now, I didn't know until this story that this softball world series was going on and I didn't know that Oklahoma was good in softball. That's just the God's honest truth. So the idea that Oklahoma, which is having a good season there, maybe is always good. I don't know. uh, Is got beat by this small school is, uh, is a really important story. Seems, uh, seems odd, except I remember ESPN has the broadcasting rights for the uh, college women's. softball tournament. Right, the the women's, women's college softball yeah, yeah. So, therefore, of course, they... they we're uh, looking
1: for a story. Uh,
0: and I would also add that, uh, like, yesterday, uh, ESPN won, or excuse me, uh, Oklahoma beat defending champion UCLA uh, in the double elimination. So, uh, suck it. ESPN but hit it Paul you're the Paul is the true OU fan I follow OU vicariously through his once strong but waning passion for life
1: yeah so I learned something uh, though you know never let it be said that you don't learn anything from the yeah talk, from the talking paragraphs podcast because I learned something I didn't yeah. realize that the Boise State football team was in a conference that was uh, in a business relationship with ESPN, that only makes sense that they, uh, have over publicized this because a lot of ESPN reporting, like, uh, there's always a Texas story, even though Texas is, uh, middling, uh, poor, poor to middling, uh, that there's a contract there. So let's try and make our money off of it. Somehow let's, let's hype it up. Uh, so this was a game, this Oklahoma football game, where...
0: Uh, the, bowl, one, the the bowl game?
1: Yeah, it didn't mean anything in terms of the title. Mm-hmm. Th- this, this OU softball game does. Like they're, right. They're 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 on a pathway to a championship, so it, it means more. Whatever I said uh, before, it was James Madison. Yes. There you no, go. You said it right. Oh. I don't think James Madison was... In the final four, I think that was George That That was George Mason. Yes, yes.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of schools over there. You're right. Named
1: after people. Yeah. That no one remembers. (laughs) Uh, So, OU, uh, like they were the number 10 team. They weren't even (laughs) like a a good team. They, they, They weren't competing for anything. Uh, this this softball team is competing, it, it's the number one team. Uh,
0: so pound for found is a better story,
1: it is. And, um, I also like that you know, if someone is like up my ass about oh, oh you lost to uh, Boise State, how embarrassing! It's like, well, there's nothing compared to this softball game, you know, yeah, I, and I'll have something to come back with them. About that's very confusing. Like oh, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that argument.
0: I, I don't want to throw a take. I don't want to throw a wrench into this. But who are you going to be talking to about anything?
1: I'm not, but it's I, <laughs> I won't. It has, it's never happened. Yeah, except us. But yeah. I'm ready. It, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to.
0: Uh, Do you want to role play this on the visit? No. Like, let's let's say we're we're playing no, Rick and Rick. We've Rick already Morgan.
1: got a role play. Uh, oh right,
0: yeah. Uh, in
1: in the chamber about press conferences fair that's on the card somewhere right
0: it it is yeah because i don't
1: want to promise the viewer something that won't happen i'm
0: I'm uncomfortable with that one but let's do it
1: um so i like i like that i have this comeback even if Mm -hmm. i never get to deliver it right and um i like that um this is a softball story Mm
0: -hmm.
1: in the sense that it's like a lot of sports stuff. It's like, oh, the Super Bowl used to be fun. And now it's a 12 hour news day. And here's the puppy bowl. And here's all these snacks that are planned out, you know, days in advance. Like this is uncorrupted. Uh, So this was not only a story that appealed to the football side of me, but it's like, it's kind of a fresh thing on its own. Like, Oh, well, this was a big upset. I I don't even understand how that, what that means or why it would be an upset. And it's like, Oh, well, they could win four games in a row to um, come from behind. Like, Oh, that was new. I didn't know how the seeding works. I don't know if they're the number one overall seed or if Mm -hmm. each region has their own number one. It's like, it's delightful in the sense that like, Oh, I actually don't know much about this. This
0: is So uh, so you're saying where you're at with college mm-hmm. softball yeah. is where I was at with like the World Cup and whenever it was in the US in 94. Sure. I think. Sure. And uh they were trying to figure out how to market this <laughs> because because there are no there's no break, so there's no commercials. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And you know, they were they were doing all kinds of stuff like the scoreboard was sponsored, but you know, the little thing and, and ticker ads and stuff, but oh. they were also telling us like, okay, well, this is why they do this thing and, yeah. you know, and whatever. Uh, so you're learning about, uh, a game in a tournament that you don't know about. So that's, that's a positive. It is.
1: It's, uh, yeah. it's actually refreshing not to be hit over the head with something that's True. gotten so big. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, it was uh, it was a small little story, but it meant something mm-hmm. in a different context and on its own. It was something yeah. new, which is rare. It's just rare to have that. Uh, see, to, see, to me... It, when you, to when me, you reach middle age, there's yeah. not a lot of things that are new in life. I'm sure. Uh,
0: Except for the new way that your body has rejected living.
1: Not a lot of new things that are fun. Right.
0: Uh, Very true. It, to, to me, and I don't want to be a downer about it. Yeah. To me, it's another another story about how, uh, y- 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 and maybe this is a cultural shift, mm-hmm. which we're always in the middle of, and always as as an as a middle aged person, cultural shifts are harder, I think, for us than they are for people who are a
1: part of the shift. Growing up now, and it's just the way it is.
0: Yeah, um, and so to me. I look at this and I'm like ESPN has the broadcasting rights to the tournament. <laughs> sure. So they're going to, they're going to hype this story that eh, isn't that my interesting of a story yeah. relative. And they have a clear bias against OU because they're in bed with Texas sure. on the term. on the term yeah. network. Like that's how I feel about them is like, Oh, you know, uh, th- this is just, this is just another leveraging of their business profile. Uh, but that's also a cynic's view, and I'm I'm an admitted cynic. And but uh, now I will admit, like I, with you, now I'm dusting off my OU hat, and sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch these games. I just set, <laughs> I, I'm serious. I just set up my yeah. uh, DVR to record uh, the OU softball well, games.
1: Oh, OU won today. The, yeah, they
0: the, be, beat UCLA.
1: Well, no, they beat James Madison today. Oh well I mean they, they could have played two games today, but anyway they 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 won the rematch, so there will at least be one more game with OU, uh, you
0: you know what my cons- record. you know what my confusion there was?
1: Uh, I turned
0: on the TV earlier this morning yeah, yeah. and that was be- that game was being replayed uh-huh. well. the the UCLA game sure so moving on, uh, we have more sports news. And more evil company news, as I see it. Uh, Kobe Bryant's widow uh, made a statement, a public statement. Uh, When I'm structuring this sentence to say, Mm -hmm. I specifically left out the words "took to social media" because I (laughs) I,
1: the
0: the minute I the minute I hear. the minute wow. I hear the minute I hear that, I'll be like, "Well, podcast's over. Let's move on to something else." Because yeah. uh, I I can't stand that phrase. I can't stand. Mm-hmm. Why can't we just say that she made a statement, which is what she did. She made a statement that she was angry, furious. Oh. Yes. With 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 Nike, or is it Nike? I don't know which it is. Chai
1: Chai uh, Rodriguez. He, he's a R-
0: Nike. Chai Chai Rodriguez. Where's the Nikes? Anyway, or Nike. I don't know what you I honestly don't know what you They had commercials about this when we were kids to, to pronounce, properly pronounce those shoes. I've worn shoes by this company, and I still don't know how to pronounce them. Uh, at at 45, going on 46, Paul, I can tell you, I probably will never know. Anyway, Kobe okay. Bryant's widow was upset because Nike, or Nike had made a... Uh, uh, shoes that they were like a brand, like Kobe has his brand, and of course Kobe and his daughter died in that horrible, and the pilot and maybe some other people uh, died in that horrible cor- plane crash last year, or the year before, I don't know what it was, but they had made some memorial shoes that included the, I don't remember, it was the nickname for the daughter who was a a, a rising basketball star. Yes, yes. And some people had been photographed yeah. with with these shoes uh, that were that, that apparently the, the widow had never uh, approved and she didn't think were going to be for sale, That they were just going to be some kind of, I don't know what you would want a shoe made for, maybe just a private fam- family brand. Well, people collect shoes now. I, yeah. yeah. Uh, like you see these, uh, you know, there used to be a thing called M.I.B. Well, Cri- Cribs, but they're now oh like, ce- but you go to these like celebrity en- bass.
1: Yeah, Entourage. Yeah. One of the side characters, uh, Turtle. He, he drove, he drove uh, the, the star around. Uh, he had zero personality except that he, he also collected shoes. Uh,
0: well, you see, that he's on these celebrity come and look inside my house and be jealous of my life. Shows you you go in the the, some of these uh, uh, athletes and uh, you know they have like a museum of their own shoes in a closet somewhere. So good for them, you know. I'm not one to talk. You've been to my house; it's all the wall comic books and comic book related junk. You know, so who am I to say? But apparently, the the, uh, the Kobe's widow was so ticked off. Yeah. That she challenged uh, Nike yeah. publicly, and Nike so far has said nothing that yeah. I'm aware of, because yeah. I did. Uh, so here's my take on this, Paul. You may have none, but mine is this: um, you know, you get what you get when you dance with the devil, and Nike is the devil.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, if you involve Nike. In a any way in the memorial of your daughter, then you have to understand that mm-hmm. they are going to do make profit off this. Her husband was only a way for them to make profit to them. Yeah. You know, so the same way with Jordan, the same way with all these other people, and so this is a company that makes billions of dollars a year, yeah. making uh, overpriced footwear from child labor. <laughs> And and no one cares because they look cool. So well, the I'm, brandy, the brandy's good. I, yeah, right. Uh, I I yeah, I feel like making money off of a dead child yeah. is not really a stretch for this company. And anybody who's doing business with them should know that. That said, I feel her outrage. I would not yeah. want my daughter's image or nickname or whatever sold willy nilly without my authorization that yeah. being said some of the reason that some of the reasons that she lives in a nice house or houses and uh was, is is because Nike, checks. yeah nike poured big money into there and so when you talk to anybody over there and they say well hey let's do this uh or have you thought about doing this you have to know that their first motivation isn't we want to honor your daughter and your late husband. Their first motivation is we can make some serious bank on this. Yeah. Uh, And don't ever think otherwise, because that's the only thing they're there for. If you think they're there for anything else other than that, remember these are made by Chinese child labor. Okay. Don't ever forget that. They're horrible people. So, I feel for her, but at the same time you're dancing with the devil. And I also there's a part of me I, I don't want to cast aspersions and I don't want to assume wrong on the part of the widow. But there is a part of me that says, Is this about th- that this is about control? And it maybe somewhere somebody pointed to a clause in a contract that wasn't read. And so we're trying to get <laughs> we're trying to renegotiate our deal here. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, and I won't, I, I should, uh, you know what, I'll take that back. I shouldn't have said that, uh, because who knows what's going on there. She said, I'm going to take her comments at face value that she didn't think that this was going to happen, and uh, they should not nobody should have seen them, but the family first, but just remember, they're, they're oily with evil, so just keep that in mind. Paul, what about well. you, Paul?
1: Well, if you make a pair of tennis shoes, uh, I I may be naive, you know, but in my mind, it's like, oh, you're you're meant to uh, wear those shoes. Hmm. And if you're if you're making a pair of Nike shoes, Uh,
0: uh, you're naive. Even first of all, I don't also
1: wearing the shoes because it's a status thing, right? So if someone posted on social media, hey, I bought this three thousand pair three thousand dollar pair of shoes it's uh about kobe and i love kobe because everyone loves kobe uh kobe i don't have much to say about this shoes element but kobe is one of those people that it's like uh the laker fans they really love kobe and he got this great big extension when he was old and not really doing much for the team he's uh He's just a weird character, and it's not like he lived a life with the moral purity of Dale Murphy. Uh, he's he's done a few yeah. things that skirted, you know. Yeah. Well,
0: at uh, least at least one of... night, at least one night in a Colorado hotel, he should have ordered a warm glass of milk.
1: Uh, and said please and thank you, and left yeah. it at that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Look, I'm i i I enjoyed Kobe as a basketball player. Yeah. I thought I thought his play was was selfish, but also the teams that he were on was on before Shaq arrived were not strong enough for them to win without him shooting sixty times a game. Yeah. Um, I thought that the contract that you mentioned also hamstrung the Lakers because they didn't have cap room to bring in other players to be his Pippen and Rodman. Uh, so to speak. But that being said, I'm not Kobe Bryant. I'm not managing his life.
1: Sure. Uh, I mean, the Lakers only have themselves to blame. I'm, I'm just surprised that fans, because fans are uh, unfair. You know, a lot of fans are going to be like, oh, this guy signed this big contract. He was passed it. I'm going to hold that against the player. Yeah. Right or wrong, fans will do that. But they, fans never did. They love Kobe. Uh, so Kobe's one of these people that uh, uh, I, I don't quite understand the public. Uh, LeBron is another player; like people love LeBron, I've for whatever reason I'm just not a fan. I think it's just because he he's a Yankee fan and a Liverpool fan. Like he's just a front runner in his uh. fandom. The fans, you know, the teams he supports. I'm not a, I'm not in favor of that.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm just going to be blatant. Anyway. And I'm going to be blatant here. I was not a Kobe fan because yeah. I was a, I was a Jordan fan. And yeah. before that I was a bird and a uh, magic fan. Sure. I sure. just didn't, I didn't make that. There was a point where it was time to make a transition to the next generation of great players. And, and I didn't do it. Like I stuck with Jordan to the end. And then after that, I just kind of floated. Like yeah. I, I, sure. I became a casual NBA fan. Yeah. I have gotten more into it in the last four or five years because, uh, but before you got anhedonia and are no longer interested in anything. Right. Uh, but before that, you would talk about the Grizz, and then mm-hmm. I, my friend Andrew is a huge basketball fan, and he he would watch. Uh, and we would get together and watch, and I so I started yeah. becoming aware of new guys like the Greek freak and yeah, I like him. And then Probably. Steph, Cur- Steph yeah. Curry came along I like, and
1: I like him that was, too.
0: that was a team that was fun to watch. Cause they just yeah. constantly yeah. chucked up threes the way you do in a video game. And, uh, but, but Kobe and uh, LeBron were a part of a generation of stars that I just never hooked up with. It's not, mm-hmm. I don't have anything against them They're And to be fair to both of them, they were both straight from high school guys who really, uh, except for a couple of high-profile incidents, one high-profile incident in Kobe's case, were stand-up for the league. Like, they, they, there's no knocks on LeBron in terms of how he behaves or, like, there's no strip club stories with him and, you know, that kind of stuff. So, you know, I just never connected it with that i uh, I'm certainly way past the point of buying shoes for fashion uh, all, all my shoes are orthopedic at this yeah, point yeah. so like I'm never going to spend three hundred dollars on a pair of shoes unless it has you know a roll bar and you yeah. know arch, arch lifts and a massaging heel uh, so you know uh, but I do, I do that's all I have to say is don't don't get involved with Nike. Because they're horrible, they they've ruined they've ruined college uniforms. Like every college college in the country now has a gunmetal gray, shiny, uh, black uniform uh, because of Nike. Uh, Oh oh, you can't watch uh, a Ohio or excuse me uh, Oregon game with those highlighter yellow, you know, uniforms on. And who's that team in Texas? Baylor? Baylor does the same thing. Yeah. Just drives me insane. I just, I hate Nike. Can I just say that out loud? I hate Nike. I did like the commercials, though, when Spike Lee was doing those Jordan commercials. So
1: Mars Blackman.
0: Oh, excuse me, Mars Was that the guy's name? I thought Spike Lee was Mars
1: Blackman. Oh, I'm just saying. Those are the commercials.
0: The way the way uh the block Tyler Barry Tyler is Medea sure. <laughs> all right that's the end of the a block unless you have more to add.
1: Uh, no no
0: all right well we'll take a beat here and uh, move on to the B block. We'll be right back.
1: softer side of sports
0: we're we're back by the way
1: the cuddly ou softball team the delightfully lovable widow of a fallen hero kobe bryant but this segment it's a dark segment it's the it's the uh the hideous underbelly of sports it's it's so dark that we won't even allow nike in it that's
0: right (laughs) it's it's below nike that's how evil this is. Yeah. So Paul uh, has a job that he has, yeah. yeah. and uh, I don't have a job because I I was laid off, and then I am now looking for a job. Well, not really. I'm I'm just going to grad school. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna finish that, become a teacher. But Paul is at lunch one day last week. And in an idle, some days he just goes out, sits in his car and cries, uh, or drives to a park and weeps, yeah. uh, until uh, the police are called or he's maced by a Karen. But that yeah. particular, so, predi- so that I'm, predict- getting
1: out, I'm getting out of the office. I'm uh, creating a break in the action right. this, this day. He did I, not. I had, I had a packed lunch, but I, yeah. I tried to escape from the office. Yeah, like what's what's happening in sports? This is a distraction, right? From uh, larger okay. issues. Yeah, surely, surely. So, uh, as I as I narrate
0: here, Paul clicks mm-hmm. his uh, browser onto ESPN, yeah. and boom! Here are our headlines: uh, okay. Naomi Osaka is out of whatever major tournament is going on right now right. because. Uh, of her statements about not wanting to go to press conferences. Boom. Uh, some OU volleyball player claims that she, in a lawsuit, that she was discriminated against because she was conservative. Yeah. Uh, there were others. Uh, oh, boom. Some Ohio high school football coach and most of his staff were fired for a uh, Forcing a uh, acidic Jew to eat pork, uh, eat uh, pepperoni pizza as punishment for not being social enough or some nonsense. I don't know. Anyway, the point here being all of these stories may be newsworthy, mm-hmm. but they, all, uh,
1: they but, all are sports tangential.
0: But the but the problem as I see it uh-huh. is for for most of ESPN's existence, it was the entertainment option. Like like once you got through with like you what how, however you consume yeah. the news, like if in my in my grandpa way of thinking,
1: the uh e, you re- the E in ESPN was entertainment, wasn't it? Uh I don't know. Uh <laughs>
0: But you might be, those used to stand for something, but I don't, I think it might've been excellence. Uh, But uh, in my way of thinking, it gets sections of the newspaper. So that front section is heavy. It's got the politics. It's got the international news. It's got the, it's got the, it's got the, you know, the commentary and the, and the editorials. And then you you put that down you got your local section and this is the things where people in your neighborhood and people in your city and your state, this is what we're talking about here. Okay, you get through that. Then the back of that page is the weather. Now we can start
1: settling down. Okay, we've gotten gotten the heavy stuff out of the way. Here we go, sports. I have a beef with ESPN. Like, can you just give me some sports stories and uh-huh. not sell fear or hate? Okay. It seems like this is just all over the place. And I say that because there was these other two or three stories. And, you know, every time you – uh, log on to espn.com and look. There's like three stories about other oh, sports team, this other sports team, and the other, you know, ten stories are about oh, some uh, uh, this guy doesn't like this guy, like the, the the two golfers that don't get along, right? Or uh, Deshambo oh, and the other guy. We're moving the uh, all-star game because uh, the state did something that was horrible. It's mm-hmm. not even like the team, but, you know, we're going to
0: play this out. We're, we're punishing. We're punishing the Atlanta Braves for something that Georgia did.
1: Yeah, this has nothing. This has zero to do with the Braves, but we're going to, uh, we're going to make a change anyway because the state was, was in the wrong. Um uh, well, I, was, I was eating my sandwich and hoping for an escape from yeah. uh, my horrible job, but ESPN can't be counted on to just say Team A beat Team B. This guy gr- hit this great shot. What you're talking
0: about with these sob stories, nah, I don't want to call it, I, with, with these stories of social justice, um, what you're talking about is another example of uh, sample bias, by which I mean you, you, you saying, well, look, you, there's three stories about actual games or an actual mm-hmm. sport, sports news, and then there's 10 stories about how uh, everyone uh, hates everyone else uh, or everyone's doing mm-hmm. something horrible to some other group. Yeah. And what I see there. It's a persistent effort and overcompensation by the news media to seek these stories out and overplay them in effort to continue a narrative that America is the most intolerant place in the world and no one can get along and no, yeah. no one and everyone hates everyone. And I'm not saying that the people at ESPN are, quote, woke, close quote, or that they're pushing an agenda. What I'm saying is they're trying to hook the search algorithm and that there is a certain moment going on at the moment, which if you publish these stories, people will run out and hold this up and say, look, this is another example of anti-Semitism in America. And there's another example of this in America. I am and I want to be really, really clear to whoever is going to try to destroy my career after those sentences. I believe in all of those things. I believe there's racism. I know that it's active. I know that it's passive. I know that it's all forms, and I know that it's everywhere. But if you look at but if you look at these stories, and mm-hmm. only these stories, these stories aren't written to give you facts. They're written to draw your emotional reaction, which it did for me and Paul. But what's the point of that?
1: Yeah, like, there's no story. Uh, like, there's no ongoing story. This is uh, this is a sports team, and yeah. it's like hey, really, we should be beating this other team. Like, we're we're a member of one team. We should be beating this other team in the sport we're playing. But somehow the focus is like, oh, um, the pizza we had or um, uh, this this film we watched or whatever, you can't just let it go if you don't disagree, you know, or whatever.
0: That again, has to do with ESPN trying to trip the algorithm to get people – to look at things that will make them angry. And it's not news, really. Again, it's another uh, situation where the sample, meaning the selection of stories, Mm -hmm. is biased uh, toward the world is coming apart before your very eyes. And because of that, you know, we've spent 15 minutes or whatever talking about something that we absolutely don't care about. That absolutely does not affect our lives in any way. And again, I'm not saying that we shouldn't care about how people are treated, but we we also have to be reasonable about how much of ourselves we can give and still be healthy. And one of the and and I think the central point to what you were talking about when you went to ESPN and found all of these social justice stories was God damn it. You know, I'm having a hard time at work They're there. Uh, eating I'm, a
1: sandwich and hoping to distract right. myself.
0: I've, I've got a lot of stress, I'm not sleeping well. There's other problems, whatever. Hmm. Uh, and then and now you're hitting me with this. Uh, and there's no break from it because I'm in a am in a lot of emotional upheaval in my own life right now. And I don't need these companies that have specifically tailored themselves to pump rage, anguish, and anxiety and sadness into the world uh, and into my head. I'm, I'm disconnecting. I'm out.
1: Well, let's move slap, on.
0: Slap me around. Move on. Move so on this, let's move on to Let's move on to something that's close to my heart that's also depressing. <laughs> uh, Naomi Osaka. I'm going to admit something to you right up front, Paul. I did not know who this person was. Yeah, you had told me before we got started that she was the highest played female athlete in the world.
1: Last uh, year.
0: Last year. Uh, I, I didn't.
1: Yeah, I didn't know her either. I I, I may have heard her name once. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't realize she had become so. She, she's talented with talented within the sport. She must be the number one. Player if you had asked,
0: her. right. Right, If you had asked me who the number one is in tennis, I probably would have said one of the Williams sisters because yeah. that's, that's who it's been for like 40, 50 years. But um, I, I did not know her name. I did not – because I don't follow tennis, nothing against tennis. Just don't follow it. Uh, I, I think it's, it's – it's, uh, I, I don't have I, – I, I watched tennis when I was a kid because my sister – was really into tennis, especially Chris Evert and Martina Navratilova, uh, but we also watched a lot of McEnroe, uh, and I can't remember the other guy's name. There's Bjorn Borg and Pete, some, but not Pete Sampras, but anyway, there were a bunch of uh, great tennis players when I was a kid that my sister watched because I was playing in her room. That's what she had on the TV, and that was fine. Uh, I don't follow it now. Uh, I was aware of some female tennis players in the '90s because uh, uh, some of them were exceptionally beautiful. Well, anyway, crossed over this a soccer marketing. person, right? So I don't know who she is, uh, but she's apparently the the rising star of all tennis. And before what what Open is this? Do you even know the French? Before the French Open, she made a statement, or as they say, made a statement uh, that she was not going to be doing press conferences because the press conferences she felt gave her uh, great anxiety. Uh, they affected her play, and that uh, she didn't really, see, she felt they were aggressive. Now, the initial reaction to this was uniform. Ha, 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 what a baby. Uh, You know, uh, I watched PTI and both uh, Will Bond and Kornheiser, they both, not as aggressively as that, but but they were both like, well, all we're doing is asking about the game. I don't know what her problem is, blah, blah, blah. All of the major opens said, no, we're not having this. You're going to do your press time because we're a money-making organization and we need that uh, free publicity. Uh, They fined her, it was $15,000, and she said, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm going home. Then the next day, it was like, and then she made another statement, basically saying, like, I have an anxiety condition, and these press conferences are a problem for me, and therefore, I don't want... uh, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm just not going to, I'm going home. I'm not going to do this. Uh, and then all of a sudden everyone was like, and then the, the tennis was like, Oh, we could lose our number one person. Well, we've, we've got to be respectful of mental health and we've got to blah, blah, blah. And Kornheiser and Wilbon are like, yeah, I mean, there's got to be a better solution than this. We can't have, <laughs> it's not good for tennis. It's not, and it's not good <clears throat> for her. To me, all of that is horseshit. I agree with her uh, and in this, I, I'm saying this out loud. I live with crushing depression and horrible anxiety. And if that girl or that woman, excuse me, has uh, a fraction of that in her life, facing press conferences after you lost a match or you made a silly mistake, uh, or even if you won but are worried about what's coming next, that would be, pardon me, fucking horrible. And if she was honest enough to be vulnerable and say, look, I'm not doing this because it's not, it doesn't work for me. It's bad. I'm going to support that hundred percent for two reasons. One, you're a person and a person is allowed their dignity regardless of what they do for a living. So if, if tennis makes a lot of money off of this woman and she's not playing their game, or excuse me, is not going to, is willing to say, I won't play the game rather than do this, then they ought to make up their minds. And then, two, there is nothing, I repeat, nothing useful that comes out of post-match mass interviews of anyone, whether it be athletes, coaches, anyone. We watched the game. We saw what happened. Who cares what somebody was thinking when they took a shot or well, made a backhand or
1: whatever? It's I'm ready. all useless. I'm ready to respond. So, one – I feel about press conferences in terms of like the organizers mm-hmm. the way that like a um, maybe like the court system would, would would consider like applicants for uh jury. Like if you if you have this answer where it's like, Oh, this makes me uncomfortable, oh well you're excused to go from the jury that everyone's gonna say, Oh, I'm uncomfortable doing this uh, so I, I feel like initially there might have been the sense of like, uh, we can't, this, this is a, would be an easy out that everyone, like, if everyone had a, their druthers, no one would want to do a press conference. Uh, and then it's like, well, here, I care enough to just stop doing it. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, shit, well, I guess we need to uh, uh, be more considerate or actually think about this as opposed to just go to our stock reaction mm-hmm. which you know is mm-hmm. ill-conceived and didn't yeah. work and yes. just makes us this look like assholes
0: stock reaction uh, by the way which is mockery and outrage
1: yeah yeah well and just being like we have the power in the situation right uh, if you want to uh, uh very good do plan. this you follow, follow our rules like any corporation okay. very uh good and, it's, and it's like well oh shit i guess we need to be considerate if we uh want the result we want which is to make a bunch of money um, yeah I, I do I do want to do a role play. I don't know if we've done a lot of role plays um, this might be
0: our first second in, season uh, we're
1: in the in the podcast
0: we're early in the we're early in the second season it's time to introduce a new trope
1: so I'm I, I'm the reporter
0: playing the uh, part of the reporter will be Memphis Paul
1: uh, going against type. You, you've got the background in that but you, you, you're the the sports performer. It's it's a post game, so I've, I just got some uh, Mr. Mr. Star tennis player. Okay. Uh, you you lost out there today. You must be feeling uh, uh, uncomfortable. Like maybe you should have won.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uncomfortable is a word.
1: That is so that you agree. Webster's Dictionary has the word uncomfortable in it. You would agree? That's a that's a word in the dictionary. That's good. Good. I yeah. can quote I can quote you on that. Great. Excellent. Uh, I'm jotting that down. Yeah. Uh would you would you have preferred to have won the game? Like, if you could have choose between winning, moving on to the next match, or uh, or losing um, it. Um. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, no, I actually would have preferred to lose earlier because it's really hot. Oh, it was uh, hot outside. You, yeah. You quote so, you on that,
1: it was a hot day. That's good. No, there was
0: a, there was a hot chick in the stand. <laughs>
1: oh, I see. Yeah. And I, I, I thought have seen her. Yeah. if
0: I thought I thought I could get out of there in time, I'd ask her out. Sure. Uh, later tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I was distracted by that all through. Yeah. Uh, the, it is the, the French recess. open. Would you yeah. would
1: you have eaten a crepe, you know, with her? I had. Or
0: uh, uh, all, uh, is, uh, is that some kind I of uh, is that is that some kind of reference to oral sex? I don't, I don't think that's appropriate, sir.
1: So, I apologize. <laughs> for causing offense. Yeah.
0: Uh just for that I'm touching your microphone with my possibly covid infected hands.
1: Well, I I'm gonna, I might just close my notebook now. You know, I, I could have done like hard work of being like <coughs> oh your you, you know your first <coughs> serve was ineffective and you, you
0: hear that that's my respiratory particles.
1: Sure. You know, I could just do some like observe the match and said, "Oh, your first serve was bad and then you didn't convert your second serve and Wait, that, seriously, that, that's you, why that's well, why the could, other guy won.
0: You could guess, just do that, and I would don't have
1: to be here at all. Yeah. And then then why and, don't you just fucking do that? And then like, oh, I, I noticed your first serve wasn't falling today. Would you agree with that? Yes or no? Uh, but yeah, like, yeah, that's see, yeah. that's, a, that's a statement.
0: Happening. That's a statement of fact because you can observe whether the serves fell or not. There's a statistic for it. Mm. So you can just be like, look, most of his uh, three out of his. Only three out of his first hundred serves were inbounds. Yeah. You know, you can just look it up. You don't need me here for this.
1: That's true. Uh, I don't think we need the, the actual performer to weigh in verbally. Yeah. We're not going like, to be friends,
0: sports writer. Yeah. One of the things that uh, Wilbon and Kornheiser complain a lot about is now that athletes uh, have more power. They are changing the way that the media accesses them. And so the age of reporters hanging out in the locker rooms before games and after games and picking up these little bits of information, Mm -hmm. you know, bits of trivia that they get cranked out. That era is closing. I think it might be for the best because... Mike Wilbon, who I really like and I really respect, yeah. Mike Wilbon is always talking about his friends. You know, his <laughs> friend Doc Rivers and his kid uh, friend. He's always yeah. talking. He's not talking to me about uh, athletes that he covers. He's talking to me about friends yeah. that, and that's that's something different. And that goes against what I certainly Wilbon is better at journalism than I am. Certainly, he's had a more longer and more established career than I ever did. But that's not how I was taught to play this game. I was taught that you were supposed to not be friends with the athletes, yeah. not be their enemy, but you were supposed to keep a healthy distance. Well,
1: here, you know, here's my response to that. What, yeah. what, what Will Bond is doing and, and what the late great, uh, the, the guy that just was let go from ESPN and a salary. made. Yeah, he, Kenny Maine, he, he, he was trending on the Twitter, and there was this clip of him. Uh, apparently, it was a famous interview he had with uh, Marshawn Lynch, maybe, when he was in Buffalo, and how he, yeah. he thought Buffalo was boring, or he liked to eat at Chili's, or whatever it was. I, yeah. I, th- I think that was good journalism. It's not sports journalism. It's, oh, here's this person as a person. Here's kind of an interesting viewpoint. That's great. But it has nothing to do with sports. It has nothing to do with the, you know, the French Open, like, oh, you're served in the fall, or how do you feel about this? But we didn't need it for uh, the French Open to happen, so the See, press that's... Conference doesn't have to happen. And getting back to our earlier comment about, like, can people just get along with each other? If the French Open wanted to get along with this valuable uh, personality within the sport, it's like, hey, well, what would you like? How would you like to interact with the fans? It's not this in-your-face thing. Is there something we can do Um, that's different? It makes us seem uh, less like assholes. Uh, It allows you to be whatever, you know, more your true self. And maybe the fans actually like it because it'll be less contrived and not a press conference they've heard.
0: I will tell you that I I used to work with a guy named Joe Pollock, who was a longtime um, media figure in St. Louis. And Joe used to be the PR man for the St. Louis Cardinals football team. And in the 50s, uh, and Joe said sports writing was ruined when we started talking to athletes. And I'll leave it at that.
1: You wanna bring us in? Uh fat fast takes.
0: Short takes. The C block is short takes cause Paul's ready for his mom's chili. What's yeah. it this did she do anything special? No. Goes into, no, no nothing.
1: <laughs> I, I wish it was. I wish I had something fun to say about this chili. It's uh...
0: Well, chili's kind of a winter food, so I'm surprised you're having chili in the heat of June. But hey, man, good for you. I like chili anytime. All right. Uh, Paul and I uh, occasionally visit the comic store, me more than Paul, but uh, I wanted to recommend the complete uh, edition of uh, The Batman's Grave by Warren Ellis writer and uh artist uh brian hitch it is the most engaging uh fun batman story i've read in a long time it's a little bit grim uh, at the end but the thing that makes this really stand out is ellis gives alfred his loyal butler some of the most wickedly funny lines i have read in a comic ever So I'll just give you this one example, and we'll move on. Uh, Batman and Alfred are in the Batcave trying to figure out some problem. And Batman looks over at Alfred and says, what what are you even doing down here? Like, don't you ever sleep? Like, I I mean, I'm, uh, you know, I'm Batman, but how are you doing this? And he's like, sir, for years I have been ripped to the gills on finest of cocaine.
1: Uh yeah I, I don't I generally find the uh, drug narratives to be a little uh, easy as a narrative thing but I uh I, yeah. w- when you use a good wine and it's Alfred that then you get a pass on that Dr- drink of the week. Um, I actually have a little lead into this. You know, all if right, you're, if you're like uh, uh, a talent scout for. Jay Cassavetes model agency and you've just gone out to uh, go grocery shopping or uh, catch a play and suddenly there's a uh, Bridget Bardot or Sophia Loren. it's like you weren't even in the market for uh, you know signing that day and then just fate fate intervenes uh, I was getting a few things to make chili and I was oh I'll I'll get, I'll head into the, the tonic aisle and get the, the tonic I'm running low on. They had this new thing, Owen's crafted mixers. Mm-hmm. So I was like, whoa, I, you know, I wasn't ready for this. I wasn't expecting it. You know, it's like that that's, scene. That's,
0: that's, that's the stuff you sent me a picture of, right?
1: Yeah. It's, it's like that scene from, uh, oh, what's, what's the movie where, um, He's in Boston and is a janitor, but he's some math genius inexplicably. Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, so the the therapist is like talking about how he met his wife and he had tickets to the Red Sox and he sees some chick at the bar and he he misses the game, but he meets his wife, the love his life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if the this this crafted mixer will be like that uh, in my life, yeah, future life, but. Uh,
0: how do you like them apples?
1: I, will, I, I might like it. I might like an apple-flavored mixer if they have that.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, that's, it. Has that's like, it has like two different flavors in it, which is good because yeah. some of these things uh, do call for that, uh, two spice notes. So uh, anyway, I'm, I'm very excited. I didn't buy anything because I want to do some research first. But uh, Sure. Uh, I, I, respect,
0: I respect the fact that you're researching your alcohol now. I'm 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 proud of you.
1: You only know, have so many lovers.
0: My movie uh, recommendation is The Lady in the Window. I think that's the title of it. Uh, it on, stars on the Netflix. The, yeah, excuse me, The Woman in the Window. Uh, it's um, yeah, it stars Amy Adams. It is on the Netflix. Uh, most uh, Netflix is generating a lot of garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like I find myself really working hard to find something to be interested in most weeks on Netflix, um, to the point where I'm like, do I need this? Mm -hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, this is a movie where Amy Adams plays a child psychologist who is deeply traumatized by an event that we learn about later in the movie and is living, um, in this large Manhattan house, um, agoraphobic, meaning she's afraid to go outside, but she's constantly sort of observing her neighbors throughout all the windows in her house. And in a plot that seems very similar to Alfred Hitchcock's rear window, window, Mm -hmm. one night she witnesses what she believes is a uh, murder yeah. but we, uh, what we also know about Amy Adams character is that she's an alcoholic oh. who is mixing her alcohol with her she, psychiatric she's
1: di- medicines she, she's dipping into that Owens craft mixer
0: or maybe some Owen corn Owen Cornings insulation for all we know but she's, she's definitely that
1: morning wear yeah <laughs>
0: She's definitely mixing her uh, wine uh, with her with her um, with her psychiatric meds that are um, causing hallucinations, and she's losing all kinds of time to being asleep and yeah. and and all of that stuff. And uh, she, it actually has several. It has two twists, uh, and one twist, if they had stopped there, mm-hmm. I would have been completely satisfied. I'm like, you know what, that's, that's a good note, and I, uh, that was a well-made film. But then they had the second twist, and I'm like, that's more fun. Uh, it was very, it was like, the first twist would have been, that's a good film about something, and I liked it. The third, the third twist is like that's a that's a film that was fun that might be worth rewatching. So I recommend uh, uh, the I recommend the movie too because uh, uh, Amy Adams is really good at it and she, she plays someone who's super depressed and boy she goes all in like that. Mm-hmm. She wears almost no makeup throughout the film and you know she they either she creates this or they create the illusion that she's either been crying or is zonked out. I mean, it, it really hit home for me. So five stars for, uh, that, uh, and, uh, well, that's all we got. The pool's open and I've been going to the pool, although today I'm not as, uh, scheduled off day. So, uh, Paul, you want to get us out of here so you can get that pool or get that chili, uh, Ladled into the bowls. Uh,
1: yeah, that that may actually be something we'll watch tonight because uh, the the PBS Masterpiece Theater is kind of thin gruel. Uh, yeah,
0: well, me, it's a good. It's a good movie. Uh, so there's a a modest amount of violence, but it's not. It, I think your mom could handle it. Uh,
1: so we we've kind of had a few podcasts where it's like. Hey, people get along, you know, our closing line is be kind, behave, you know, be nice to each other, be nice yeah. to yourself. We, we kind of talked a bit about that, you know, these little trends and ESPN just like stoking stuff up. So just take note of that. If it bothers you, just, you know, go to a different website, uh, just try and get along with each other. Uh, that, that's my advice. It's not legal advice. You don't have to do it. You can be like one of these folks in these stories. That's fine. But uh, I would just I think, would, just think about being nice to each other. That's an option. It's not one just, that's as popular anymore, but Yeah. I would just add
0: I would just add you're going through some stuff. Not you personally, but you are. But we all everybody's going Everyone through something. Yeah. yeah. Just remember people are going through stuff. And you don't know what that stuff is, and it may not be visible. You know, so just act as if you were a decent person and wouldn't want to make somebody's stuff worse. Yeah. yeah. All right, everybody. Good talk. Behi- uh, behave and be kind. Good to talk to you, buddy. All right. Later. Later. <laughs> Welcome to Talking Paragraphs. This is Daniel Finney. I'm flying solo this week. That's my fault. Um, Paul and I did the usual rigmarole with the intro music and the card of topics and the hour-long talk, but I'm recovering from COVID followed by a chest cold and I just Uh, when I was on the recording I sounded like I was stoned and the effort to keep back just a constant hooping looping crouping cough was too much so when I listened to even samples of our hour and 16-minute conversation I was just too embarrassed to put that out there people get really worried when they hear my voice slurred, like I'm having a seizure or something. And it's really a combination of two things. Uh, if I'm lying in a certain position, I fall asleep. And if I'm taking uh, my medication for certain kinds of issues, it makes me sleepy. And if I'm relaxed, I fall asleep. I wish that this were not true during our podcast, but it's happened so many times that many of our podcasts, it's like the guy from Tennessee who doesn't speak that le- clearly or uh, loudly, I should see. Paul speaks fine. He's just not very loud. And the stone guy from Des Moines. And I am, I'm not stone. And it's, I don't know, it's kind of embarrassing. So when I listened to the samples of this week's podcast, I threw it out. And I asked Paul if he wanted to do it over again, which I knew he wouldn't. Uh, because and I never want the podcast to be an obligation for my friend. It's just something I like to do and he has fun with it as well. So I threw out the quote unquote real podcast. And this is what you're getting is the, uh, truncated version of just me.